Welcome to the Celebration Sessions podcast with me, Connor Clear. The Celebration Sessions is a podcast unpacking life, loss and love. As a celebrant, I want to learn more about how we celebrate, how we fall in love, how we mark the important occasions and how we can better talk about the inevitable loss we'll meet along the way. This is my look at the beauty of it all. And really, it's a reminder of how important it is now more than ever to celebrate. So thanks for joining me on the Celebration Sessions podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is you are tuned in. I'm delighted to have you along with me for this episode of the Celebration Sessions podcast, where we look at life and how we celebrate. And really, as a celebrant, I'm always interested in how different occasions uh, are marked around the world. So life milestones, cultural events, even political occasions, events that just include ceremony and a sense of occasion. And that's what we're looking at in this episode of the Celebration Sessions. Specifically, we are traveling to India uh, to find out how various events, festivals and occasions are celebrated. And I'm thrilled uh, to be joined by my favorite travel vloggers uh, and Instagrammers, Katie Hogan Gibney and Luke Gibney from The Ungraceful Guides. How are you doing, guys? Hello. Hello. He said we're his favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just so everyone got that. <laughs> and I mean it. I really mean it. I'm a huge oh, fan. Thank you so uh, much. Your what an amazing idea for a podcast. It's so brilliant. Uh, thanks very much. Thank you. And listen, thanks for joining me uh, on, on this. Normally, I, I start these chats with the kind of, you know, the how are you question. And right now, uh, that's such a loaded question with the 18 months that we've all had because of COVID. You had been traveling the world. You're back in Ireland now. Now, I know from your Instagram, yeah. you have been quite busy and beautifully distracted. So with a positive energy to my question, I will ask you, how have you been? Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you very, very much. Uh, yeah, we've been incredibly busy, as you said. Uh, arrived home after traveling the world for close to four years and decided that while we were home, we might as well tick off a few boxes, you know, get married, have a baby, tick, tick, tick. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, that's what we've been up to. <laughs> You're doing it in style. You're so the answer to that question is remarkably happy and tired. Yes, so very tired. <laughs> it's a nice mix. It is a nice mix. It is. Happy and tired. Yeah. Tell us a bit about your travels then. Where did you get the travel bug from? Oh, my God. Uh, so, Rich, we were in the nine to five. We were doing the 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 long slog and we decided to take a six week um, kind of like a little break from work. And we went over to Southeast Asia. So we just did Thailand and Vietnam. And I was badly bitten by the travel bug then. You see, I didn't really travel that much. Luke had like America behind him, had Australia behind him, did lots of like lived in Spain and all that. And I was a bit more career focused. So after that little stint, I was like, what is this? What am I missing out on? Yeah, had yeah. the most major FOMO. And that was the year where I was like, we're getting out here. We're getting, or at least I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, are you with me? <laughs> and thankfully he was with me. And we said, we'll go for a year. Just one year. We'll see everyone like mom, dad, see in a year. And then nearly four years later. And we're still like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> is it four years? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we were three years like traveling on the road and um, 
yeah and then I suppose we spent you know a good like seven months in lockdown in India or in excuse me in Thailand um, and now we're getting ready to hit the road again please God in the next two three months so mm-hmm. amazing we're not stopping it's just yeah amazing. just a little uh, just a pause a pause, a pause. A pause. indeed well look I came across your Instagram you had been recommended to me a few people said oh you need to follow the ungraceful guys on Instagram they're amazing they're having great crack like traveling across the world and I tuned into your journey as you it must have been your early stages in India and I think as a celebrant, I think what I was really engaged by was the different festivals and occasions that you witnessed along the way as you traveled and you yeah. took part in them and you, you, you learned so much that you passed on to your, your followers as well. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. So I don't know where to start really in, in terms of going through it. I think one of the earliest ones um, that I remember seeing you take part in is the Holly Festival. Yeah. Have I pronounced that so- right? Yeah, Holy Festival. Yeah. So um, the funny thing is, is like Luke wasn't too keen on going to India in the first place. (laughs) And I knew like Holy was something that was definitely on the bucket list. Right. And I remember saying, will we just go over for Holly? Like, we'll just go over and we'll celebrate that. We'll find somewhere really cool. And then that's it. You know, we'll we'll just we'll just do that. And, And that's how I kind of hooked them in. And we only got like the three month visa and everything. So I was like, we won't do anything else. And I booked the flights and that was our plan. And sure, like we arrived into India and stayed for nine months because <laughs> it's just one of those places where you're like, there's something around every corner. And let me tell you, like for celebrations, festivals, parties, anything. I mean, we even know about the famous Indian weddings. They know how wow. to celebrate. Like Jeez. they know how to do it. And I've Jeez. never seen anything like it in my life but yeah we went and we um picked this gorgeous little it's like a world heritage site so it's like protected by unesco it's this tiny little village called hampi um and everywhere you stand is like history like i'm talking people live on the grounds of these amazing like emperor temples like it's just it's, it's incredible everywhere you look there's history and it's so beautiful and it was perfect because it was this tiny town we were very overwhelmed by India anyway um and it was the perfect place to actually celebrate holy because you knew we by the time holy had started like even one walk around the town we met everyone do you know what I mean so and it wasn't like rampacked with tourists so it was one of those places that we were very they, they took us under their wing and they showed us how to celebrate and so to put it in context, because a lot of listeners would actually be already familiar if you don't realize that you you know what it is, yeah. you probably do because it's the festival of color and it's those colored powders that they throw at each other. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, it's the festival of colors. And essentially what it is, it's like, so there's a ceremony the night before yeah. and it's where they, it's, it's kind of like a folklore isn't it it's, it's all about rebirth yeah. it's all about like out with the old in with the new yeah. out with the okay. evil in with the good so it's the festival of spring the festival of colors and the night before the actual colors they have a ceremony where they bring out a an effigy of um holika 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 dahana yeah. i think it's called okay. and it's basically the devil so they bring this thing out and they they walk it through the town and everybody they bang the drums and they chant and they sing and they whoop and they carry this thing up and down. It's incredible. And then they parade it through the town and they mount it on this giant bonfire and they set it aflame. A, a and everybody dances and sings and cheers. And um, they drink uh, bang, which is like a weird kind of 
it's kind of like a cannabis drink, but it's yeah. not. Okay. Um, it's a, a, a traditional um, uh, drink that goes with this fe- particular festival. Right. And they just have an, an, an amazing time and then just boom, everybody's gone. Yeah. Like just so, like ghost town. Yeah. It's like St. Patrick's Day to zero. Yeah. Oh, wow. Kind of like, right. In a moment. That's done now. Everyone to bed. Yeah. Early morning start for, for holy. You yeah, know? yeah. So then like that in the morning you get up and yeah, you go and you, you buy your powders, like you said, um, and you just go around and just the whole idea is to make everyone colorful. Yeah. And it's just a celebration of life. And like Luke said, everything is new and there's nothing more fun and giddy and to pull the inner child out of you, like getting a load of powder or a big bottle yeah. of water and just yeah. like squirting people and yeah. fashion people and throwing all these amazing colors and dancing and there's drums. Mm. And I mean, people are making pyramids. Your every street is full of music and it's just, it's a really lovely icebreaker to just go up and like, happy Holly and just like throw, you know, like like a water fight almost. Yeah. Now, and but there is water involved as well that yeah. mixes with the powder then to, to really exactly. stick to your skin. Yeah, yeah. It is worth mentioning what we're discussing here is so visual, um, which yeah. may not be the best medium for a podcast, but um, <laughs> all of these experiences that you've had are actually saved as highlights on your Instagram. Yeah. So what we're talking yeah. about, you can go back and, and check out uh, Ungraceful Guide on Instagram and check out these amazing stories. You had a wonderful time. Um, as you mentioned spring. So it is that time of year. It's like March. Yeah. It's yeah. a fantastic yeah. festival. It certainly sounds wonderful. How did you guys come across it then? Oh, I think it's just one of those things, like like you said, I mean, everyone knows it. we've seen it in movies or we've seen it on the telly. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's one of the first things that you think of when you hear India for me anyway. Yeah. So I I definitely was like, this is this is a bucket list for me because I would be like you. I love going and just learning about different cultures, like different religions and just getting really involved and it just looks so fun. Yeah. Um. I mean, a hundred percent, we would go back and we do holy again, like definitely, and yeah, we probably yeah. even go back to the same place because it was just such a nice area to do it in, and it's so respectful as well. Like people are, you know, you spend the whole morning, um, like it's oh, it was over for us by like eleven a.m., ten, eleven a.m. Yeah. because you know you get up really early, you go hell for leather, and then it gets <laughs> so hot out. So then everyone heads down to the river, and you all just jump in the river and you wash off, and that's. The rest of the day is just spent like meeting people, chatting to people, wow. taking photos, like, and then you can just have a nice chilled evening. So like as a non-drinker, that's my kind of party. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, so, it's so perfect. Yeah. It's like celebrating bonfire, you know, a bit of bang, swim in the river, a bit of crack, and then fed <laughs> by six. It's kind, of like, it's kind of like a party you would have in play school. Everyone just falls yeah. the table. <laughs> And then by lunchtime, it's done. And then mom comes to collect you and you're home to bed. It's like Coke crisps and sweets and then home to bed. And not being local and not being Indian, it's very much a a communal, community uh, feel to it. And you are both really welcomed into it and you participated in it. It's, it's, It's not a case where they say, no, you're not from here. You can't take part in this or... Oh, absolutely oh, not. Well, first of all, that would never happen in India. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, love yeah. foreigners. Yeah. Like they say that the um, the guest is God as far as, as they're concerned. Like awesome. they love foreigners. They love, yeah. and not just yeah. foreigners, they love tourists. Yeah. So even people that come in from other states, yeah. other parts of India, you know, they just, to have people 
in their business, in their homes, in their lives, it, it fills them with this joy mm. that but you don't so come passionate. across. Yeah, yeah. They're so, just... so passionate. And to be able to like project that passion mm. to two people who are like, what he's doing, you know, it's yeah, just like yeah. so exciting for them, you know, it's and it's nice like, quality, they, it? Yeah. it really oh, it's is. It's lovely. And they will answer every question. Yeah. And if they don't know, know the answer, they will ask everyone around yeah. them, like they will get the answer for you. So, yeah. super welcoming and as a woman even I was very comfortable yeah. there yeah. and I mean they yeah. taught us how to dance and yeah. you know it was just one of those things that like we arrived in there and th- again this was the early days of India I mean I think we were only in India for about two weeks yeah. um, so we were still very tiptoey of course and I think Holy for me was like marked it where I was like Luke we may leave to get another visa. Yeah, yeah. Like we had to leave this, uh, at the end of the three months but I was like we're getting another visa we're coming back and we're getting a six month visa yeah. Yeah. yeah we were like this no, is it for say, us like it, it does it does help like like katie had said that um we chose our destination very well and mm. um, like it is celebrated in a lot of bigger cities mm. and in a lot of the bigger cities it can get a bit intense and they, yeah, they can yeah. get a bit boisterous yeah yeah, yeah so, but yeah. where we were exactly yeah. like yeah. i mean you've just never come across anywhere where this the sheer volume of people it's like mob rule you mm. know boys get rowdy it happens mm. yeah, but yeah yeah happy Go to Hampi yeah. for Holly. Yeah. Hampi. Oh, Hampi for Holly. Oh, Tell them was... Luke and Katie sent you. <laughs> well, it was on my list when I saw you there, so I definitely will. The Festival of Colours, the Festival of Spring. And I am actually thinking there are lots of different cultures around the world that have those festivals that mark seasonal transitions. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much what Oktoberfest really is in, in Germany is they move in yeah. to, yeah. to the autumn. Am I right in saying that? And they have like the Festival of Lights, remember, in Vietnam yeah. was another one. And it's to kind of give, it's kind of give blessings for new harvest because yeah. they depend yeah. on it so yeah. much being a lot of local farmers as well. So it's all these like good vibes. So they have a good year, you know? Yeah. Like as, yeah. as a species, it is one of the earliest things that we would have celebrated yeah. Yeah. before we had anything else to mark. You know the, the the harvest times or the or the, the the weather changes and stuff like that. Um, now moving away from uh, seasonal changes um, to <laughs> one thing that I saw you get up to, which I was obsessed with. Um, now we in Ireland would be probably familiar with maybe the changing of the guards at Buckingham Palace or something like that. Um, in India, they take that to the next level. So tell me about the nightly border closing uh, between India and Pakistan. The nightly border closing, the Atari Wagyu border closing is one of the most incredible ceremonies you will ever come across in your entire life. It's basically like a, a, it's, a, it's a pissing contest, essentially. <laughs> yeah. uh, every night the border closes between India and Pakistan at this Atari Wagyu border crossing. And for the last hour before it closes, the guards on both sides engage in what can only be described as a dance-off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, involving extravagant costumes, uh, Bollywood music, and football chanting, where they they <laughs> they charge at each other in these weird kind of like 1980s dance handshake moves. And yeah. then like the Indian guys will do it. And then the Pakistani guys will do it. Yeah. And the Indian guys will go one further and the Pakistani guys will go one further. It was so bizarre, though, because obviously like locals from either side go down 
to like cheer on the guards, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, right. So envision, you know, the Faulty Towers episode where it's like the Germans <laughs> and his legs are like really high. Yeah. Up. It's like that. Dance Ministry off, of Funny Walks. The, the legs. So the, yeah, it's kind of like like the whole objective is to get the leg as high up as you can. <laughs> like it's like horses, you know, like two horses like galloping up into each other. Like it's so bizarre. That's and there's yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they, they start it with, you know, so like they send the kids in, you know, they start really easy. They send the kids in, the kids go in cheering and whatever. Then they send the women in and they're all Bollywooding the hell out of it. And then the men are chanting and then the dancers come in. And like, I mean, even on the Pakistan side, there was a guy, remember him? And he had one leg oh God, and yeah. he was spinning and spinning and like spinning and spinning. Like, I, I've i never seen anything like it. And, you know, you're just looking and you're like, I don't even know who's winning anymore. It's just <laughs> also amazing. And it, it's so hardcore. It's so, so hardcore. And but it's, they're so serious. It's today. very serious. And you're talking about these like really like muscular, masculine army men and like the big peacock hats yeah. and you with have the giant have mustaches. Yeah. Yeah. Huge mustaches <laughs> in like eight pair sunglasses. And they're proper like charging up and down at each other, doing all these crazy hand movements. Oh, and the heads are going, oh, the necks are going. And then, and then everything just like that, they shake hands. And, yeah. it closes down and they, for they lower the flag and they shake hands and they kind of just go right. See you tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what I wanted to tomorrow. ask. I, I got a sense of kind of like a friendly rivalry about us. They shake hands at the end and go their separate ways. Yeah. No, that yeah. said, I, I wouldn't be okay with the, the political, the political scene there. Is there tensions between the two? I'm not sure. Is there? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. Like a lot of issues along the border. And yeah. There tends to be, there does tend to be skirmishes along the border. Mm-hmm. Not so much in this area, which is quite strange. Um, I think it's um, one of the open. It's one of the more open no, borders. Oh, yeah, so you can cross it. Like if you, if we were to go visit Pakistan, that's probably where we would cross it. Yeah. And the yeah. whole point of this huge ritual, I suppose, is that it's like a. You know, like Luke said, it is a pissing contest, but it's also one of them of like respectful. So they do it in a way of, you know, I'm better than you, but like we're still friends. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yes, like it yes, is like a, yeah. and the, the ooze of jealousy. And then that's what I mean. Like they do calm down the crowd a bit, you know, like the, either side has like there's a dude and he has a mic and he's like, you know, you can just hear them. It's like the equivalent of going, OK, OK, OK. And the crowd's like, oh, okay. and it's crazy. But then if anyone was to get a bit too heavy, which we did see some guys there like sit down, calm down, Jim, yeah, sit yeah, down. Like yeah, we're, it's only yeah, we're only fun here, you know. Um, but it is, you could like, as you know, we're looking in the window, you can feel it and you can see it. Yeah. Um, but, and I will say something, I don't know if it was the day we were there or not, but my God, there was such a bigger crowd on the Indian side. Yeah. Like, really? they, I think they were a little bit more passionate about this. Yeah. Now that could be a population thing. I'm not sure, but like the crowds compared to, we were looking and there was loads of empty seats on the other side, but we did say that I was like, next time we're coming here, I'm crossing and I'm going to go sit on the Pakistan side because like, you know, <laughs> we're Ireland, white flagging it. <laughs> now but just to, to paint the visuals of this now again i'd love to ask deep profound questions about where this came from this is literally just the closing of the border it, this is a nightly thing that they do every night they're just closing the border yep. so there's not some kind of yeah. profound sense of of anything yep. spiritual about it and um, it takes place in what looks like a stadium 
Is that right? Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like, like think of maybe uh, like, say if it's like the Aviva, right? And in the middle is this white strip. It's like a walkway and there's like a gate in the middle of it and the flag then the two flags are up there. So it is now the Indian side. Okay. So let's go, let's talk Rogue Parker. So the Indian side would be a bit more that stadium vibe. And then the Pakistan is a bit more Hill 16. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a little bit more So like the, the Indians have like clearly pumped a lot of money into this where they have like VIP boxes and everything. And you know, but like the Pakistani guys were like, they're a little bit more platformy. Like, it was actually lashing raining that day and I will always remember because we got they sold flags uh, sorry umbrellas but it was the Indian flag and we were like cool because it's the same colours as the Irish flags we were like deadly like double whammy here so we were buying we, we bought it and we were just remember looking over at the Pakistani side and it was like they were all drowned rats oh <laughs> there was no cover whereas we did like we had this big stadium cover um, and like that then when the um the gates, the, they like I said, they lower down the flags at the same time. They shake hands and they close the gates, and then that's it. You're hooshed out, and it's bang on the book. They obviously open it the next morning. There's no ceremony, as far as I'm aware. No. And then at six p.m. every night, that they last border cross, and then that's what they do every night. Yeah, yeah. it's and this sounds... has been happening like every single night. I think I remember when we looked it up, there was maybe a handful of times when it couldn't. They, go they wouldn't go ahead because there was current there was tensions yeah, involved yeah, and there yeah. was like potential first attacks or something like yeah. that mm-hmm. um but that's a handful of times other than that this has happened this happens every single night yeah. and would there be tension would the tension ever boil over at, at the actual events would things ever boil no. over there i wonder you know what i think I it's think almost so. like it's designed to ease those mm-hmm. tensions mm. That's such a good point you know what i mean it's like it's like the, all of the guys the guards get to blow off a little bit of steam in a non-violent, non-threatening yeah. way. It's like when we were all watching the Euros and, and seeing Italy beat England and we're all like, ah, you know that little, like, ah. yeah. <laughs> It's that kind of like 800 year oppression, just, just like seeping the, out a little bit. I like the analogy. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> like Katie said, like it is, it, I don't know if it was maybe just that one day, but it does seem to be very one-sided in the sense that like India has poured a lot of money into Indeed. their side and their their crew, shall we say? Whereas the pack, poor Pakistani guys are like sending the one legged guy with the flag. Who, who send, can do send the, the spinning guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spinning oh, guy. Get John. Get, get John, John back in. He here. was amazing. He was amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it does what it's designed to do. Everybody lets off a bit of steam. Everybody has a bit of crack. And then they just go their separate way. I remember yeah, we yeah. just saying, could you imagine this happening between like the North and we were like, yeah, like could you imagine this happening? Like we all drove up every that. night. Just, just, like it, 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 it's so insane to think about <laughs> the big spectacle for just to close a gate and lower a flag. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It yeah. is so bizarre. But my God, thank God they do it because it was the best thing ever. <laughs> Absolutely. And I remember seeing your stories and, and your posts. And I, I had never known that this ever existed. And I was looking at this going, this is bonkers, but it looked yeah. amazing. And that was another experience that you had that I looked at and I went, oh my God, I would love to be there. Again, a similar question to what I asked previously, how did you come across this? Was it something that you knew existed beforehand or did you just find out when you were there that it was a thing? There's a, there's a sound that I've become accustomed <laughs> to on our travels. It goes something like this. Babe, right? <laughs> that means 
that Katie has discovered something absolutely bonkers for us to do. I, I see. I think, like, as as a as a journalist, she has a a, a hunger for these things and just researches to the nth whenever we're going somewhere. I love it. Um, which you know is like for my for my betterment, which is fantastic because I always get the bay, and I'm like, yeah. oh. Here we go. <laughs> and sometimes they don't even tell him. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to tell him what's up here. I'm just going to be like, we're going to the ceremony thing. Yeah. And then he's like, where am I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this twilight zone? But no, originally it was funny because I had looked up. We want we wanted to go to Punjabi, and I had looked up Amritsar because I wanted to visit the Golden Temple. Um, and this is only about like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. So it was like, right, we'll go up see the Golden Temple, but we have to go and, and see this. And and again, I think I remember, I, I'm pretty sure that it was a guy in a bus who was who had told me about this. He was yeah. telling me about yeah. the Golden yeah. Temple. Yeah. That was the most spectacular, like incredible thing temple wise that you will see in India. Um, and he was like, and don't forget when you're while you're up there, check out the the Wagga border uh, ceremony. And I was like, what? Wrote it down, Googled it. And I just saw a YouTube video and I was like, yes, yes. absolutely. Count yes. Without <laughs> going there. <laughs> now, again, these stories and the posts that you put up, they're saved in your yeah. highlights uh, on Instagram. You've painted an amazing picture, uh, but to actually see the videos as, as well, um, they're wonderful to see. If now, you really um, need to laugh, go watch this one. Oh, like, absolutely. go get absolutely. to this one. It is the funniest thing you'll ever absolutely. see. Um, now, you mentioned Amritsar and Punjab, so yeah. thank you so much for that lovely little segue uh, into <laughs> um, the next thing that I wanted to ask you about. I was, and again, I was so engaged with your content in Amritsar and the Golden Temple, and it's absolutely on my list now. Hopefully, as 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 travel uh, returns, hopefully I will get there. But there is another, let's just say, interesting <laughs> nightly ritual that takes place in the Golden temple in Amritsar. Now you're going to tell me about this, but just to put it into context, Amritsar is the spiritual home of Sikhism. Yeah. And this is a religious uh, ritual that they do every night that I could not get my head around, but I was obsessed with it. Tell us about putting the book to bed. It is. It's a ritual that happens believe it or not, every every morning and every evening. Mm-hmm. So first of all, for a bit of context, uh, Sikhism is a very, very new religion. It's only about 500 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like a, a mixture of um, Islam and Hinduism mm-hmm. or, or tenets from, from both the religions. Best, from both. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sikhs are absolutely incredible people. They are absolutely amazing. And for They're anyone just... who's kind of like, what, what Sikhs, they are those who wear the turbans. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So it is kind of a misconception that like all Indians are, do you know what I mean? Like Sikhs are like, like oh, he's obviously Indian. No, he's actually Sikh. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah. So um, to cut a long story short, um, the, the Sikh uh, teachings were handed down by the gurus, they were called. Uh, there have been 10 10 gurus mm-hmm. and the last guru what he did was to to preserve the teachings and so that they couldn't be corrupted he wrote them all down in a book and that book became the last guru yeah yeah so essentially what they do now is they read from the book mm-hmm. somebody is constantly 24 hours a day reading from from the book mm-hmm. but the actual original book itself that they were all written in is still kept in the golden temple in amritsar which is kind Amazing. of like their 
Yeah. Right. Mm. And it's absolutely incredible. Um, but because the guru essentially is their their prophet, it's it's treated like a human. So mm-hmm. it has its own bedroom, yeah. it has its own bed, mm-hmm. it has its own like four it its own, poster yeah, beds. Yeah, like- <laughs> it is insane. The opulence in which this mm-hmm. book resides is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um so what they do is um at four AM uh the book is taken out of its bed and it's paraded down the the runway into the main temple part where it stays for the day and people can go in and pay their respects and, and that's see like it and all that within the golden temple. temple. Yeah. So that's getting the book up for the day. Yeah. Getting it up for the day. Wake up, yeah. one, get out. Yeah. <laughs> and, getting uh, it out at of the bed. end of the day, when the final reading has has taken place at, at about 10 p.m., they close the book over and again it's placed in like this pagoda, almost like something from Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark like, like it's like a, a big golden chariot but obviously they hold it right like yeah. they they lift it up you know like you know? Gladiator when you see them and they're carrying the uh, like, like the emperor guys. what they were oh, carrying yeah. 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 yeah and I was almost like screaming the word going it's a lot <laughs> so uh, but I mean you I'm, I'm talking like hundreds of people gather mm-hmm. to carry this book along this beautiful and it's like imagine right the, the golden temple in Amritsar is like marble it's all white marble it's absolutely beautiful right Stunning. and when the lights go down the, the sun sets and all the lights come on and it's beautifully lit and it's all gold and white marble and the temple is in the middle of this lake yeah you know right? so you go in and you're on the grounds and then this golden it's just like a hue in the middle of this lake with just this white bridge it's like heaven it's like funny. it's what you yeah. would think heaven yeah. would look like and the funniest thing is so if you can imagine all of the guys so in sikhism they you, um, you're allowed to carry a sword as part of the religion. It's for <laughs> defending uh, yourself and and other people that need defending. I believe right? so. Yeah. So the guards yeah. in the golden temple walk around in like these beautiful uh, turbans, but carrying swords and spears and and shields and you know what I mean. So like this guy will come up to you with like a, a spear and a shield and be like, "Excuse me, sir, don't take a selfie there." And you're like, "Okay, oh, yeah. no problem." <laughs> you know? You're not messing with them. <laughs> Out disrespected, it is like a set of like, yeah. like these old Arabian times. Like that's that's the only way that I can kind it's of. Stunning. It's absolutely incredible, and the beautiful thing about this religion, for first of all, what I loved was it's very equal. Like so much so that nearly every temple or house of worship that I've had to visit around the world, I've had to cover myself. Yeah. yeah. Where Luke. In this particular religion, Luke also has to cover himself. So he has to cover his hair and, you know, has to wear, cover his shoulders and his knees and all that. So I was like, finally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my ass off is in these places. Um, and then what's really amazing is you go there and no matter what religion, what race, where you're from in the world, um, you arrive to that temple and if you need food and somewhere to sleep, they will put you up for, for free. Yeah. So they... Yeah everyone that's within the community within the secret religion actually volunteers there so you've got like doctors lawyers like high paying judges and everything they all go down and they all volunteer this is what it's a part of you have to give back so um they give meals for free like thousands upon thousands of dinners are dished during the day or all day it's 24 7 Um, and then they have beds and they have places for you to sleep they have water like everything anything you need they will give it to you for free um and even with us like they were like do you need anything obviously we were like no 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 and they're like no let us feed you like you're you're here and and they did they brought us they brought us some food and we were like can we pay like we were so awkward and they were like no 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 like this is what we do um and so already before you even get 
near the the temple or anything itself you have this amazing feeling like it's a really positive good feel vibe and you're just walking around going this is this, it's just it's very emotional because it's so lovely and you know everyone that's involved here is here because it's passion it's not it, it's yeah. it's completely out, out the devotion mm. um and and then you know, you you walk around and then you see the love they have for this, their guru, which is to us a book, you know what I mean? But to them, and, and like Luke said, like all 24-7 constantly, they're reading out of this book and there's screens everywhere as well that translates it yeah. in other languages. So like we can follow what they're saying and stuff. So Ooh. it's extremely inclusive. Very, very inclusive. Sikhs came from Canada and stuff specifically yeah. for this ritual. Mm. So 10 o'clock at night on the dot, they finish reading mm-hmm. and they close the book over. They put it on this golden thing and hundreds of people carry it across this bridge back into the chamber mm-hmm. where it's put down mm-hmm. for the night, closed up, and then everybody goes home. Yeah, And then well, everyone arrives then to wake it up at 4 a.m. I presume for Sikhs around the world, there must be an element of pilgrimage for them to to, yeah. to go and see this and, and go and As Luke that. said, it's like yeah. their Mecca. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, yeah, and, it's such a big deal. And, and similar to the rest of India as well, I presume you're welcomed in and in, in terms of actually participating and witnessing this ritual, it's inclusive. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I got the sense from your stories that they're so proud to show this off and share it with, with other people and other cultures. Absolutely. Look, I always say to people, because this is a very common question. And it's like if someone was to come up to you now in the street and ask you about, you know, your religion or why you do this or whatever, you'd so happily tell them, you know what I mean? Like it is one of those things. And even like I wouldn't consider myself religious, but if someone needed any explana- uh, explaining, you would, you know, now I'd probably go, come with me to my nanny. <laughs> She'll be able yeah. to do this far better than I will. But you would like, you know, and um, they're, like I said, they're tenfold. But, and I and I, I, I don't like to diss any religion, including our own. Um, not that we are religious, but you know what I mean? We're all raised Catholic, aren't we? Um, <laughs> it's these kind of ceremonies and religions, they're, celebrated in a positive like extremely positive way Mm. and it's very there's no extravagance involved in terms of like you know like every one of our celebrants there's like chocolate involved or there's gifts involved or there's money involved right like it's it's there's none of that strip it all down and it's like they wake up and they go and they worship and they you know even one thing we remember is like, for example, in the Golden Temple in particular is the communion. So you go and you can, similar vibe, you go up and you can get your communion. But what you do is you actually donate so that other people can get oh, communion. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you go up and you, you, you give a small donation, whatever you can pay so that they can continue. And it's like, it's, it's, it's like a sweet almost, isn't it? It's kind of like a, like a sugary, paste it's actually lovely it looks a bit weird but it's lovely but that's the whole idea like you go up and you pay so that no matter who wants to come in and take this blessing Mm -hmm. they will always have it you know what i mean and they don't ask for money it's just that's what they do they make sure they keep the temple running not because they should but because they can physically see where the money's going they can see people coming in off the street and eating Evening. You, do you know what I mean so when you're surrounded by that it's like it hits you deep and I've always said it India has I mean one of my favorite religions is definitely Islam but when I learned about Sikhism it 
really got bumped up there big time. Um, and I always have said to after the Golden Temple, it's very, it's made me very sad that I don't have a belief because it's okay. a beautiful thing when you see other people's beliefs, beliefs that are they're so passionate about. And I'm like, God, I would love something like that to really worship. Do you know what I mean? And to see how proud um, they are. Yeah. 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 But to see how much they get from it. 4 a.m. Yeah. sitting there, the happiest they will ever probably be until 10 p.m. that day. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's so infectious. Yeah. It's so infectious. It's like actual faith. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where, whereas here, uh, and, I'm, and I'm not making it, I'm not, no, I'm not generalizing. No. I'm saying that it, it can be uh, more of a habit than a, an actual faith here. Yeah, you don't, I absolutely you don't do hear you. it yeah. for the same reasons here. Like, you know, I think sometimes you go to maybe worship here because there's like sin or guilt or a little bit more negative yeah. connotations. No, like there's a little bit more negative. Like I have friends that still go to mass because they've always gone to mass because their parents always went to mass. So absolutely. it's something yeah. that they just do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, whereas absolutely. people go because it's a core belief. Yeah. It gives them so yeah. much. Do you and know you know what? And I think that that's something Stephanie dying out here a little bit. Yeah. So it really you've, ignited. You've stumbled yeah. on something so interesting. And in fact, that in itself is such a massive area that I think we could, <laughs> that's an episode all for itself. <laughs> like, but it is true. So but then you made the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you made the point that if, if somebody came up to mm. us and asked us about Catholicism, as we were all brought up as Catholics, mm. we'd be more than happy to, to, share that with them but for some reason we have a preconception about other religions that they might be a little bit closed off but look there you are Mm. that you've traveled the world and you've been welcomed into so many different um rituals and celebrations and family celebrations there's an episode here in this series where i talked about um being invited to a bar mitzvah in tel aviv and i was welcomed into the family and you know, I was I was part of the gang. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. But yeah, I, I, I there is that preconception that other religions are closed off. But in fact, so many religions are so proud of their faith and so happy for outsiders to come yeah. in and, and they get an opportunity to to share that with them and and to share that that part of their Absolutely. lives. With them. I mean, it's written in a lot of these religions. It's to share. It's to yeah. um, it's to teach. And I think that's why we know. I know so much more about other religions yeah. more so than my own because it's so open and they're there you you can ask like they want you to ask and i think the only thing is if you go to any place of worship around the world all you have to do is be respectful yeah. um and yeah. say for example speaking as a woman the main thing that you can do when you go in there is to cover up you know again as people take off your shoes don't whip out the camera yeah. you know the like i always say to people and it's something that we see a lot. And I always say, look, imagine your nanny sitting in Sunday mass up in the local church there in the local parish. And, you know, you've got like, I don't know, like Chinese tourists coming in, being all loud, taking out their selfies, you know, taking selfies with Jesus and, you know, having the lols over the candles. And you'd be like, that's my nanny's sacred space. Absolutely. Like yeah. she goes there religiously. That's, you know, and you have to have that same thing just because these temples are open to tourism because they are they are a tourist attraction. Um, and the reason why they are is because they're on these like to do's when you go to uh, Punjabi, you have to visit here, but don't lose that thought first that like, just cause it is there as a tourist attraction, like yeah. don't go in there privileged. Like this is, I'm entitled to be here as a tourist to see what this is. 
first and foremost, it's someone's place of worship. And if you go in there with that kind of mindset, you will 100% be welcomed. They will like teach you everything, whatever, but also you will leave a really good reputation for the rest who are about to follow suit. And that's what's really important because there are some times where we've gone up and there would be signs in English that would kind of be a bit, a bit brutal because we know the people have gone there beforehand and obviously abused their wonderful sacred space. Do you know what I mean? I do. I absolutely do. And it's a wonderful point to make. And yeah, it's, it's something I'd like to share with other travelers as well when, when they go away to, to just be mindful of, of, of things like that and be respectful of, of other people's uh, faiths. I do have to say, seeing you so energized and engaged with Sikhism when we're in Amritsar, was actually so infectious that, you know, as I said, I don't know, did I say it on air or off air before we recorded when we were chatting? Um, I became so engaged by it, seeing the two of you there and getting so much from it. So um, thank you for all of your posts and uh, for, for sharing your adventures. Um, I've kept you ages now, so thank you so much. I think we'll wrap it up there because I don't want to keep you all night. Um, I know you have a relatively new, new little bebe, so uh, we won't keep you too long. We'll let you go. Um, other than to say thank you so much, and not just for your time today, um, because I've, I've really enjoyed these chats, and I hope you've enjoyed reliving your travels. Uh, but oh, thanks. So much. Oh, my God. So thank much. you so much for sharing your adventures on Instagram as well. You've shared great insights into the, into the places that you've been, and you've educated, entertained, and inspired. So I'm wishing you both the best of luck. Thank you so much. And um, I can't wait to see you getting back on a plane soon. And just to say again to our listeners, all of the Ungraceful Guide adventures uh, are still there to enjoy on your Instagram. You're at Ungraceful Guide. Yeah. Yeah. And where else? You're on, you've got your website, website as well. Theungracefulguide.com. Yeah. Dot com. Um, because you do lots of other stuff as well. Your travel planners as well. So people can come to you yeah. to, to plan trips. Yeah, we just have our how-to guides. We share as, as many tips. We do a few skits and laughs and whatever comes to mind. It's sort of a yeah. a bit of a nuthouse, really. So feel free to either, as we say, come laugh with us or at us, whatever. Just come and have a laugh. Well, look, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put the links to all of your different platforms uh, into the episode description as well. But in the meantime, Katie and Luke, thank you so much. Honor, an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank pleasure. you so much. The pleasure was mine. And indeed, thanks to you, the listener, for choosing the Celebration Sessions podcast. As always, please do like, subscribe and share this episode. And Graceful Guide have inspired me so much and I look forward to them inspiring many, many more with their adventures. But in the meantime, that's it. Till the next time, stay safe. Take care. This has been the Celebration Sessions podcast. Mm-hmm.